0: Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where new signings are guaranteed a great debut. Join and choose your welcome offer at betvictor.com. 18 plus, be NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off.
1: Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refunds. Subscription auto renews. My fellow Chelsea supporters, welcome to the Blue Day podcast. And for Chelsea fans everywhere, every day is a Blue Day. Yes, we are finally doing this episode for your enjoyment. And I am your host, the man with a face for podcasting, Keith Lawrence. On the show today, we will be reviewing the last two games that were held at Stamford Bridge against Rene and Sheffield United, respectively. We will have a bit of a laugh at Arsenal TV and we will explain why. And mention our upcoming guest. You may have heard of him. His name is Ron Harris. But to join me today is my special co-host. He is the Londoner living at large up north. He is a man who hates agents. Plus, he is a man who spends nights in cars. He's your friend
0: of mine. He's Warren. Warren, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much for that glowing reference. I'm still having nightmares about that. Maybe I'll have to do a little... uh... I'll have to do a little snippet one day where I explain that. It is quite funny, but uh, that's for another day. Today is all about, like you say, it being another blue day. A couple of really positive results for us to discuss on the show, as well as our upcoming guest, Chopper Harris, which we're obviously extremely excited about. But yeah, yes, great to be here as always. Sorry that it's a day later than usual. Where, um, like, I, Well, <laughs> I've had a busy weekend for obvious reasons, and so has Keith. So apologies for it being a day late, but thanks very much for tuning in as always.
1: Yes, we'd like to thank our American listeners, who some will probably be enjoying the election results. But Warren, let's begin, shall we, with the two games that were held at Stamford Bridge against Rene in the Champions League and Sheffield United in the Premier League. I have my notes for me. I have my notes in front of me, right here. So, Warren, shall we start with the midweek game?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, we'll start sort of as we usually do with sort of the starting event. I'm really pleased to see Reese James in there. I think that gives us... Re- I mean, I love Dave being at right backs, so don't get me wrong. <coughs> no issue with Dave at all. But um, I did like Reese James starting. I think it showed real intent. Um, I was quite interested to see Kante Jorginho Mount again. Again, Mount, you know, this sucks off like he does every week, but he's also... There was four, five or six really, really strong characteristics of Mason Mount last season. It was his work ethic, his positioning in attacking plays, his ability to break up the ball, linking up the play, um, his ability to play in one or two positions, um, his passing ability, um, obviously his engine, as always. And I was looking forward to seeing him progress and develop with them sort of skill traits that he has. But what's amazing about Mason Mount this season is that he's actually managed to find two or three more You know, he's now spreading the ball 50, 60 yards and not just pinging it about the place for the sake of it. There's real intent and accuracy and the way he drills the ball long and now the way that he's coming taking the ball off of the defence as well as linking to the front three as well. Mason Lunt is becoming an absolute, absolutely pivotal, pivotal uh, member of the Chelsea team and he was fantastic against Wren that night. Um, Obviously, Thiago Silva played Which I wasn't Necessarily anticipating I quite fancied Rudiger to start So I was a bit surprised That Silva started But really solid game Mendy looking solid again and, and yeah really I mean I've been called in For Tammy Timo And then one other winger At least To sort of that. that that's the sort of Front three that I've been Looking at And I, that, they, that Frank's Sort of been working towards I believe And they all played well As well um, Ziyech was good Werner put his penalties Away well I was really pleased to see Tammy get his goal. Um, What did, what did you think of the starting line-up, Keith? From sort of Mendy through Zuma through Jorginho, who was class again. Early booking and Jorginho really showed a lot of discipline. I know it's an easier game because of the red card, but what did you make of the line-up? And, uh...
1: Well, the Wren game with the starting eleven, it showed that Wren were there to be beaten and Frank is taking... Every game as a, the cup fight, in my opinion, with the team selection, he's not swapping and changing five, six changes every week, which shows that he has faith in the majority of his squad, unlike some managers in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the big six. James is grown into a man. Mason Mount is grown into a man. And I will be very surprised if those two Go anywhere To any other club In the next in, 10 years In the Easily In the, in the next 10 years the, James has showed Such maturity At he, right back he, the,
0: the, For the, the whole time That someone like Frank Nampard Is at the club um Rhys James And Mason Mount <coughs> I don't think They'll be going anywhere Certainly not until There are, are Genuinely Really really Better options So if you imagine In five years time If Mason Mount Is playing and in a consistent role, the only time I could ever imagine him leaving if there was somebody better that came along. And phew, I don't know how many people are going to be better than him in the next five years. Exactly.
1: So mm. it's it's a real positive. It is a shame for me personally to see Laqueta on the bench. Yeah, enough all the time. But
0: when when you've got Reece James, I think I think that if it was. You know, if there was a young right-back that was coming through attention in the world as a Rhys James and all the rest of it, but he wasn't quite ready, I think Azpilicueta would still be in the starting lineup. I think that if Rhys James was injured or had a dip in form or for whatever reason, if Rhys James wasn't in the side for two months... I wouldn't be disappointed that Azpilicueta played for two months at all. But I think that it's important for Reese James. I think Reese James not only deserves a chance, he really has proved that he's good enough on a consistent basis now that, like you say, Keith, quite correctly, that for the next 10, Azpilicueta is not going to be Chelsea's right back, Reese James is. And I think Azpilicueta understands that. It's very similar to when Conte came and John Terry was captain for the season. And Conte pulled him to the side and said, with Cahill, Azpilicueta... And David Luiz, it's working so well I can't put you in the team And John Terry just accepted it And the way that Azpilicueta is accepting it You mentioned before about Azpilicueta's professionalism When it came to the penalty against Crystal Palace And Tammy wanted to take it And Georgie, and Azpilicueta, Azpilicueta came in As the professional, experienced Captain of the club that he is And he's continued to behave like that I mean, yeah Absolutely, I agree, Keith. I feel devastated personally for Azpilicueta that he's on the bench, in the same way that I'm disappointed for Alonso personally, because I like him that he's on the bench. But with Reese James and Chilwell, there is little competition for who should be in the team at the minute.
1: Well, we will talk about Chilwell later on, especially for the Sheffield United game, but Mm. I want to touch on Tammy performances Mm. against Rene and Sheffield United. A stat that I've just, um, was brought to my attention, actually, by somebody who, uh, texted me over on Thursday. Tammy Abraham is the first player for Chelsea to score in three consecutive Champions League starts since Frank Lampard in
0: 2008. Hmm. Well, there you I go. Thought I thought mean... Tammy's
1: performance was outstanding against uh-huh. Renee and, I'll, yeah, I'll touch on a little was. bit against Sheffield United. He's, his overall game has improved. A bit yeah. like James and Mount. He's been improved. I wouldn't expected him last season to lead the line in an aggressive target man stature. He's doing
0: that now. Yes. We discussed this early on in the season, Keith. Um, you had your reservations as I think a lot of, not just Chelsea fans, I think a lot of professional pundits and people in the game also had the same reservations about Tammy leading the line in that way I felt that I saw enough last season that if he could develop as much as he needed to which was quite a lot of development but there was I saw enough there and he is, I think what's helping him is having Werner and Havertz and Ziyech and Pulisic around him and Mount uh, all these people and Reese James as well and Ben well as well, you know, the defensive players that are going down the wings that are bringing so much to us with our, our shape going forward and stuff. Um I think he's benefited massively from the players around him and he's progressed. So if you put the two together, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's the perfect timing really and he's working really hard and he was extremely professional early in the season when he didn't get straight into the team Uh, and he keeps scoring goals and he keeps linking the play and yeah uh, one thing I do want to touch on about the Rene games obviously Werner put both his penalties away really well um the second penalty Oh yes, mid-card. no. We no. we we
1: should discuss this, Warren. Yeah. I, I shall let you take the floor on this one because I know we we discussed it during the week, yeah. Yeah. and obviously you're yeah. more sort of angry and sort of you know you've you've got your issues about it than I have. So, uh, Warren, lead the
0: way. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you very much. I think what it is, Keith, for me is and this is not something that i've pondered on for a week this was my live reaction as proven by the youtube video that, that was up if you're not aware of that go head over to the Day podcast on youtube and see the reactions on there they're they're all in playlists and stuff so they're pretty easy to find there in the live reactions and uh to verna's second goal i said straight away that before they even shown the replay i said it looks extremely harsh and if they've given this for the reason i think it has then there's nothing else, and we try on the Blue Day podcast to not mention VAR too much, but we did. I did mention it quite um, extensively in a rant about Tottenham the week before. And what I am is very fair, um and it was never a penalty, and it was the most shocking decision. And the fact that he's gone and ch- VAR have checked it, and then he's gone and checked it, and then and there's like all these people around the world that are laughing, saying, "Can you imagine they're checking this?" And he's given it. And then he's given it as a second yellow card And sent him off And it and it killed the game for Wren, And it killed the yeah. game from a neutral point of view And don't get me wrong I also said this in the live reaction I couldn't give a shit Let's bury it And let's win the game Let's get the three points yeah. But it was an awful decision And I was very very disappointed that it was given And like I said I don't want to dwell too much on it As I wouldn't want to If it went against Chelsea either Because um, in, this, in, in this instance It went for us in a massive way But it was an awful decision Something has to be done Something has to be changed West Ham's game against Fulham this weekend, they scored a goal that, because of the interpretation of the rules, was given and probably wouldn't normally have been given, and probably shouldn't have been given. And in fact, um, and I don't, and, and I'm not sure that I've ever said this, but credit to David Moyes for coming out after the game and saying that it shouldn't have been a goal. If it, if the roles were reversed, we'd be calling for offside. So I think that it's a pretty unanimous decision within football at the minute. The change regarding the rules and bar and everything, and it was, you know, I can only apologise for what it's worth to Rene for being the, the victims of it but at the same time I would have done the same as Timo I would have got up and tried my best to smash the ball in the back of the net and I would have taken the three points and I would have been ruthless and I'm glad that we were and, and it led to a very comfortable performance in the second half you know, Tammy getting his goal um, and yeah, being able to make a few substitutions take off, off the pedal a little bit and be in complete control of our destiny for qualifying from our group is looking very, very good now so all in all very, very positive but that was a huge negative for me
1: the only thing I thought was a bit of a dampener was Seville winning. Mm. Because at a time Seville and Krasnodar were drawing and um, you know, looking at the table how it could be, you know, Chelsea having that lead at the top at this stage would have been fantastic. And if we go back on Lampard's team selection, it would be nice. You know, gone are the days where we used to qualify after match day four and then five and six. It was all about rotation.
0: Well, no, but this, is, but this is the thing: if we beat Rene in our fourth game, we qualify. So, yeah. and and do you know what? Mm. We've got a much better. We've got a good goal difference at the minute. Um, I can see us continuing that, especially in the home game against Cressonador. I think Sevilla are more likely. I don't think they necessarily will be. Sevilla are an extremely strong side, as we saw at Stamford Bridge earlier and in earlier on in the campaign. But I think. Sevilla are perhaps more likely to be a bit more inconsistent, um, I fancy they're maybe dropping a point against Krasnodar or Rene, and I also fancy us to go out and beat Sevilla, so um, yeah, it was like, oh yeah, okay so in a perfect world Sevilla would have drawn or lost or whatever but it would have just opened the group up and given other teams a lot more to play for and stuff I, I, I suppose I'm one of them people, Keith, that as long as we win, and I don't care what anybody else is doing. I don't care that Leicester and Tottenham won this weekend and Man United won and whatever else. I care that Chelsea won because we done everything we could do. So as long as we're doing everything that we can do. Yeah, if we would have if we would have drawn on Wednesday and Sevilla would have got a last-minute equaliser, then I'd be disappointed with Sevilla's result. But because we won, I suppose I don't care, if that makes sense. Well, because the fact
1: that we won against Rene... Was down, I thought, to one of the lethal finishes we've had at the club. I would say since Dropper and Costa in the Terminator yeah,
0: in Timo Werner. Yeah,
1: I think that every time he sh- steps foot on the pitch, I think the Terminator theme should play. <laughs> you know, that suits
0: him down to the ground. He is lethal. Do you know? Do you know the thing? Absolutely, Absolutely with lethal. TV. Go on, word. Do you know what I think about Timo? Sorry to cut you in there, Keith, but going along with that, what what I think about Timo is he's playing nowhere near his best. No. That's absolutely right. I really don't. Absolutely And and maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit of that is to his position where he's playing and incorporating Tammy in the team because I think that it's not just about getting Tammy in the team, it's then about linking all of the front three with the players around it and I think with Tammy and Werner in the same... I think that, I said earlier on in the season, and I agreed with you, Keith. You said before on a previous podcast that you think Timo Werner should be our number nine, you know, our centre forward. And I think that is his best position. I think that's where we probably would get the best out of him. Mm. However, I think that getting the most out of Werner that you can, him being there, once you link that with a Tammy or a Giroud, with a, a Ziyech or a Pulisic and a Mount or a Havertz or both, or, and a Jorginho and everything else that goes with it that we've been discussing for weeks and weeks and weeks, I think there's a much, much, much better balance to our team. Um, I still feel that we will see more of Timo. I still think that he's going to get better in the position that he's playing. I still think we haven't seen the best of him there yet. But yes, I agree with you that his best position for himself is centre-forward. His best position for the club is probably out on the left, coming inside all the way. Do you know, He could play anywhere. Well, he could even play on the right. Oh, yeah. He, he, he has done that before false, for Leipzig, he play, so... He could play a false nine role. Can you imagine him playing 45 yards from goal for 40 minutes and then all of a sudden spinning in behind the, the back and he'd be in on goal 45 yards out and, he, and no one's going to catch him? You know, it's like, you know, he could he, he could almost play like a Firmino. He's got the technique and the brain to do it. I just think that, that... The thing is, he's playing as well as he is and he still hasn't fully adjusted to the Premier League. I, I mean, in six months' time, I'd love to... Well, I think... He's only going to get better. I'm really excited about Timo, and then obviously he continued that form in onto Saturday. So um, well, we'll
1: talk on. We're going to talk about Saturday very, very soon. But I just want to finish off with the Champions League game. I look. I looked at all the teams that are in there. I watched the highlights through BT Sport. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse you. I had Thank to mute one of the days because they had the uh, King Penis of Punditry on with his yeah. nonsense. I looked at all the teams that are in the competition. Yes. And then I looked at our game more more closely. So I've, I've watched the chelsea Wren game in depth three times. Yeah. People will think I'm bonkers. I know I'm bonkers. But I don't see any reason why we can't win this this season. When you compare where Madrid are at the moment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Barcelona are at the moment, Bayern mm. Munich are up there at the moment, but still prone to the odd. One, they the are odd still odd prone one. to the odd Results
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. City as and we, Liverpool, as are we. In fairness, I think you know, in looking at it from both sides, as are we potentially, but yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Man
1: City, Liverpool, you know, they're not pulling any strings at the moment. We're going to talk about the Premier League in a minute. We could beat Man City and Liverpool. Juventus, I think they've lost their spark a little bit. I think Ronaldo's getting older, and I think that's showing.
0: PSG don't look the same that's all.
1: PSG do not look the same at all, and there is even talk of their manager uh, getting sacked.
0: Yeah, I think I think there's gonna I think there's so be, I can think there's gonna possibly be such talk in January about naming Mar and Mbappe as stuff as well. I think that they're gonna be on the move next summer, and that's yes. going to start in a way in January.
1: So. I, and again i'm not saying we're the finished article i'm not saying at all that we're we're favourites and we should be considered favourites but i think we should be considered
0: as contenders i think that we're a we're a bit of a dark horse yes you know, you know yes. leon last season leon last season in seasons gone by you know you've looked at certain perhaps eastern european or russian teams that have done quite well um, and I'm not comparing those things because I think we're better, but I'm just saying, you know, a bit like a Porto under Mourinho and Leipzig, you know, a bit of a dark and Ajax. Yes, uh, yes yeah. exactly. Leipzig, Ajax. Yeah, you know, very, very good examples. Leon, I really enjoyed watching Leon last season. Um, I mean, that mini Champions League tournament that they had. Obviously, they played sort of three games cl- uh, quite close together, and it was all on TV. So I managed to, and I don't catch too much of the French league these days because um, of the, the, the competitive depth in the league. But um, Leon looked really, really good, and I, I remember Pep. Complimenting them quite a lot over a couple of seasons, and they had like the same manager and the same sort of setup for a couple of years. Good side, Liam. Mm.
1: So that's a Champions League out of the way with for now. You know, was it'll a posi- be just huge, result, huge positive result. You know, and even the performance was fantastic. Evidently, rolled over to Saturday.
0: Yes.
1: Now, Warren, I know you didn't watch the game live because you was indisposed, uh, shall we say?
0: Well, I was. <laughs> at work. Well, to be fair, like I was at work technically earlier that day. You
1: was, but as you rightfully said to me <laughs> afterwards, there was no way you was going to make the game. However, I made notes because <laughs> I watched the game in its entirety. Unlike some people, as Chelsea well, no, no,
0: no, no, no. I have watched the game back in its entirety. I have watched the game back in its entirety from. Minute zero to ninety-four or whatever it was. Did it take you a whole day to get home? I didn't I didn't watch it until half two, three o'clock Sunday afternoon.
1: You sure it weren't Monday morning?
0: No, it was definitely Sunday afternoon. I'd had about three hours sleep.
1: Three hours sleep, but how, how many pints did you have? I dunno. <laughs> Warren, my thoughts on the Sheffield United game. They're starting eleven. Just the one change Just the one change Didn't make any major Kovacic. difference though
0: Kovacic in for yes. yes The defence
1: Looks more assured
0: mm. little, bit, li- little bit, sorry Keith, Just a little bit switched off for the first one well, it However, was, yeah, it was, was a nice move on. It was a nice move from Sheffield United they they worked on that And do you know what, it's very very easy Right, Especially when, I know that we've been better at the back recently But it's very, very easy to point out Especially when a team has had its moment. Oh, that was a bit poor from the defence But, and I'm not just being positive If I'm just looking at it from a football fan's point of view What a lovely goal from Sheffield United You know, it was a really well work It was a nice it. stick at the end Well, well. I hate Pardon? it Well, I, I hated it. it, it was shit No, it wasn't bad defending though, I don't think A little bit switched off perhaps But it was a really nice move from Sheffield United We can say that, we won 4-1 it was great to see Kante as the anchor man. Yes
1: front three have been affected so far Let's keep it going That was my, that was my first note before the kick-off yes, yes, fluency During the game, I thought we started well But we wasn't clinical
0: mm-hmm. We switched
1: mm-hmm. off from across We were slight, slightly sloppy in the first 20 minutes, weren't we? Mm. Yeah. We switched off from across And now we have a problem so I'm, ex- I'm expecting a reaction. I'm expecting Frank to stick a rocket up their arses. Yeah. But I knew that this is a Sheffield United side that is different from last season. Same yeah, but players, but it's they're different. They're
0: fragile. They're fragile, isn't they?
1: They are conceding goals easily. So I yeah. knew that we was going to get back into the game. Yeah. We go 2-1 up quite quickly. Yeah, through Tammy's scuff shot and Chilwell's little flinch, but See, I was going to say there
0: was two. There, there was two really odd goals actually because <laughs> Tammy's goal was ironically really well taken, even though he complete it, he almost completely Mishit it. But you know he he's apart from the fact that he mishit it, he got every single thing else right. He was aiming for the right point. He was trying to hit it into the ground to yeah. volley it in that way, but just not the way he hit it. Chilwell's goal, he's trying to do the right thing. Is in the right place and everything. Um, but the, the 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 two main points about the goal were Zayac's involvement and also oh, yes. see see seeing Kovacic making that run in behind that's something that I've not seen too often. Kovacic running beyond the last centre back. From Zay- for Tammy's goal, Zayac played the ball over the top, that beautiful ball. That that's the ball that Jorginho wants to play, but we can now play it with one less pass. Because he hasn't got to pass it inside, he just plays it over, and the the, the perfection of the pass was orgasmic. It was absolutely beautiful. But Kovacic making that run beyond the last centre back, being the furthest forward, that's Chelsea not play, his game, not just, which is a well,
1: surprise because well, we,
0: he didn't do that much never around seen Madrid. It. We, well, I was gonna, yeah, we haven't seen that in his game so much. That's not to say it's not his game. You know, it's like John Obi mchale played within himself for a lot, a lot of years to do a job, and maybe Kovacic has kind of been the same, and maybe now you're noticing it with Mount and Kovacic and. Jorginho the, their shackles have been they've let their shackles go before they were slightly restrained because they was all a little bit restrained because Kante could go forward as well and he still does in the right moment but in a defensive kind of way almost now that Kante's just sitting out, and Kovacic and Jorginho can just do what they do best and the balance for the team is just unreal this is why I always said Kante ain't going nowhere because everyone's going to play around him this is why I said Tammy's going to go nowhere because everyone's going to play around him
1: I thought Tammy, as we as we said on Wednesday, Tammy was so effective as a striker, yeah. and he's given Frank food for thought. Whether or he's, I think he's his starting man at the minute. At the moment, yeah, yeah. As, as you, I was just about to say that the teaminator for me, his first touch outside the penalty area, not just against Sheffield United, but I think over this season, I have mentioned this to you before. I think his overall
0: first touch is not very good. It doesn't stick. I don't think he's trying to make it stick, though. I think that what he's trying to do is he's trying to take a pass and move as he's taking the ball because he wants the momentum to go past a defender. And I just think at the moment, because it's a little bit quicker in the Premier League, it's just that little... But do you know what it does? His little little seemingly poor touches every now and then seem to lead to penalties. Yes, because he's so point. quick to adjust. You know, his feet are so point. quick to adjust. I, I mean, I totally agree. There's a lot of times that we're in good positions, and maybe he takes a slightly bad touch, and then he ends up with a bad angle and stuff, and maybe he loses the ball. And yeah, in an ideal world, he'd cut that out a little bit. But he's, you know, if 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 he's the kind of striker that if he misses one chance, he takes the next one,
1: which is what he did on Saturday.
0: Correct. Warren, another
1: stat I have for you. So two stats on on, on one episode. That's not bad, oh. is it, for research? Not bad, is it? At one point in the second half, our overall possession was 82%. And I thought, yes, Sheffield United are bottom. We're free-flowing. We're on form. But I'm going back to your style of thinking. Yeah. We
0: didn't beat Sheffield United at all last season. Exactly. I thought back and I thought exactly the same thing, Keith. Yeah. And we didn't beat Sheffield United last season. And the last time we played Sheffield United, we lost three nil and we got off to a bad start, having been a bit sloppy. And it was exactly the same as that. But you know, it was even though I knew the result when I watched it, I, I still at never point, at no point watching it felt like you know last season I felt like we, could, we would have lost that game. Last season that was a classic mm. West Ham or Bournemouth or a Southampton performance that we would go on and lose one nil because and it would. Would have been very similar or the same under Sarri or something, you know. So
1: mm.
0: it's just everything's it is changing, it's changing, and all of a sudden it's just you know everything that I said would come true has
1: <laughs> not all of it, and we will discuss that. There's However, all, there's still time. There is still time. I want to talk about Tiago's goal. Yes. And Graham Sooness and Ashley Cole mentioned it on Sky, and I actually wrote it down before they did, before they mentioned it, so I have the proof. Zuma, very clever play with his blocking of Silver's marker. <laughs> now, Chris Wilder, the Sheffield United manager, said that was a foul, Vars should have reviewed it, should have been disallowed. For me, bollocks. Okay. My so opinion this is, and this
0: is my point, sorry to cut you in there Keith No, no, go on but that's, that's, that is very, It's very relevant, I'm very very glad that you noticed that Because I didn't realise that Sooness and Ashley Cole and Wilder had sort of commented and stuff Um, Especially I didn't realise Chris Wilder had specifically mentioned it Because this is where I felt that David Moyes was particularly fair with his point Because what a lot of managers do is come out and say this about VAR And say this about that decision and make reference points to other matches and stuff like that To sort of mask over what happened what about in the first half with Ziyech delivery and Tammy Abraham being pulled all over the place why is Wilder not saying well VAR should have checked that which they did why did they not give a penalty you know so, so it's, it's got to be balanced so if Chris Wilder wants to go on about that should have been a this and that should have been a that like it was going to change the game in Sheffield United we're going to win 5-2 from that point instead of losing 4-1 then he can go fuck himself because he's talking out of his ass. And I like Chris Wilder he's done a fantastic job at Sheffield United but that comment why is he not he's got to balance it out and I know he's got to go out there and stick up for his team and there's certain things that he's got to say to you know keep the the the, the unity and stuff and it, he's going to say things that he knows are going to piss people off and he kind of has to accept that it's kind of his job and maybe that's why he said it but you know it has got to be fair and that's why and that's why I, I really appreciated David Moyes coming out and saying what he said um, because if you look at the balance on what the other managers talking about he's talking about that was it a foul? Was it not okay? There's a debate. Tammy's was a penalty.
1: I would like to make a point. Hakim's cross for the third goal, fabulous. Yeah, easy. utterly, utterly fabulous. His
0: vision, his vision in his left foot. He's the, just, well, oh. the
1: the chance that Timo had, where he lobbed the goalkeeper and went wide. Did he touch that? I was laying in
0: bed watching it. A oh. bit far from the tent. I don't I think he did. He he did. That? did he not? No, I don't that? think he did. Okay, but the build Fair up enough. to it—I was sat far back from the telly. I didn't
1: really. <laughs> the build up to it. If that goal went in, that would have been perfect. It would just would have been the creme de la creme of goals yeah. this weekend. It was. It was just unlucky, but he did finish one. And Warren, I just want to make a, a a point on this, and this is why I do particularly think that he is. I'm now going to call him the teaminator. It was a fabulous finish, but. His run to start off with mm. to say, "I'm gonna outpace this defender, yeah. fuck you, yeah. I'm I mean, gonna win I... this ball, yeah, for me, that showed aggression, that showed <laughs> desire, and the way he finished and even his celebration for me, that's a sign of a champion do
0: you know do you know what i do you know what I would like? Sky or BT, it's not something unfortunately I don't think would be very readily available information-wise for us, but I'd like Sky or BT to show Timo Werner's acceleration, you know, the rate at which he accelerates in the 10th minute or in the first 10 minutes compared to the last 10 minutes because there's no doubt that a defender that's getting moved around a lot, he's going to have a certain amount of fatigue and his legs are going to be like a little bit heavy or whatever and even if he can accelerate pretty quickly you know Van Dyke can accelerate very quickly at the end of a match or Robertson or Trent Alexander Arnold. I'd like to see how much they drop off in a very intense game compared to Timo Werner because he looks quicker at the end of the match at the start and that's still paid. <laughs> he's unbelievably fit the boy <laughs> he's like Mason Mount in that sense or I can say they look the same at the end of a match Reese James is very similar they look the, the same at the end of the match as they did at the start they're unbelievably fit we created a lot of chances against Sheffield United as well. Did we have about 20-odd shots? Something
1: in the region of that, Seven, absolutely.
0: 750-plus passes, nearly a 90% pass accuracy, conceded very few fouls. I thought, we was, I thought it was very, very good. I thought it was a bit unlucky to not get the clean sheet. Maybe we should mention that. Mendy conceded in his first Premier League goal, in it? Yeah, a um, little bit annoyed
1: with it, but I yeah. will forget about that because we scored four. We'll take a clean in the next one. Is and day. this was my final fault on the Sheffield United game. And you we actually, you did actually touch bases on it, so, which is great. It was a fantastic win to come from 1-0 down in any game in the Premier League mm-hmm. in this day and age shows character. Now the teams around us are looking, probably going to look at us and go, oh shit, they still got habits to come back. They've got Pulisic to come back.
0: Hudson-Odoi off the bench. Jorginho didn't play.
1: You know, and we're going to sort of touch on it completely, this segment. But Warren, I asked you about the Champions League. You know, I thought that there was a chance we could win it. There's no reason why we can't win the Premier League this season. I know it's going to sound crazy to some because people will go, oh, here we go. Plastic Chelsea fans. We win one week and they think that we're... I'm looking at our team. Yeah. I look at how Frank is developing the young pups who are now turning into men. But I'm also looking at the teams around us. I fear Leicester more (laughs) than I do Tottenham. Mm. City,
0: what have you got this season? Well, Leicester have been there and done it. Tottenham haven't. (laughs) Man City, what have you got?
1: Is the manager going to be really? Is he going to leave? Well, so that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is he going to want to stay because there's these contracts up at the end of the is season? He gonna,
0: is he going to only stay if they get messy or something? I...
1: Jurgen Klopp, how long Van Dyke out for? Could be till the end of the season. Could be until start of next season. We don't know. Man United are nowhere near. I would say we are better the, uh, than Man United at this moment in time. Yeah. Arsenal, we're going to talk about them in a minute. They're not even, I actually fear Wolves and Betton more than yeah. I do Arsenal at this moment. So, Warren, I, I, again, this is going to sound bonkers to some. I am not drinking, honest. I think we could win the league this season. Yeah, I'd surprise me if we I don't. don't. It would not surprise me if we yeah, don't Yeah I think
0: that it. I think, I think that we're closer to Winning the league I still think that we're at Where I expected us to be at In terms of our progression And how well we've started to play And how we've sorted things out I did say early on in the season When we were having some negative results And negative performances And a lot of negative comments About and around the club And the players And the manager and stuff And individual players And as a team I did say that I saw us Turning the corner And getting to Kind of where we're at now I think what's helped is the fact that, like you say, Man City and Liverpool and certain other teams are not blowing the league away like they did last season. So I think that we're closer because of the situation of other teams not running away with it. So I think a combination of them two things as being in a visual. We was that far away. Now we're only half as far away, but we've only got 25% better. But the, the rest of the league might be a bit worse as well. So it's sort of brought us in even more. And there are a lot of random results going on. Um, I watched the... Um, Liverpool City game yesterday and Liverpool were probably the better side still even without Van Dijk and stuff so maybe I'm a little bit more fearful of Liverpool than I am City, Liverpool have already got a few more points on the board and stuff um, I agree with the other teams like say, Leicester have been there and done it, Tottenham haven't, they'll drop off they'll get an injury or two I should imagine or they'll get bored of playing for Mourinho like most people do um, so I don't fear them um, yeah and Arsenal like well like you, like you're going to talk about now the Arsenal TV. I tell you what, you need to check that out on YouTube and that. I mean, you need to obviously get over to, get get over to the Blue Day podcast and see all the reactions and see the uh, obviously what this podcast will be out this week on YouTube and iTunes and Facebook and everything. So find us on there, the Blue Day podcast. Um, but the Arsenal TV one, it was pretty funny because. The the funny thing was was I kind of agreed with everything that they were saying, <laughs> and that's what was really funny. That's what because uh, I you know when you know when a fan is going to take the piss out of and like I know we don't I know we sort of like have good banner and stuff, but we don't necessarily really directly go at a team and take the piss and like dissect their performance and take the piss. But if we was to sit here and, and take the piss out of Arsenal's performance against Aston Villa, almost trying to make like a uh, like a, like a I don't even know, just like a joke video saying, like, oh, this is what we would do if we was just to take the piss out of a team's performance. That's what the Arsenal fans are doing. Because they just absolutely ripped every single segment of the club to pieces in the most hilarious way. <laughs> for
1: those of you that are probably wondering why we are discussing them Herberts over at North London, and for those who have never seen Arsenal Fan TV, we're not Plugging them. We're not saying, by all means, spend five, ten minutes of your life watching them. But if you've got at least two to... (coughs) Excuse me. If you've got at least two to three minutes and you need a laugh, go on Arsenal Fans TV after a defeat. They are the most idiotic, stupid Herberts I've ever come across on social media. These kind of people, and I'm not sort of shouting... My God, I've got a frog in my throat. I'm not giving Arsenal any praise at all, but Arsenal fans TV is a disease on Arsenal Football Club. Because for me, that's not proper Arsenal fans talking. They're doing it to get ratings. They're doing it to get reviews. You know, I know a couple of Arsenal fans. They can't stand that channel. They can't stand the people there. And I just, it's funny to watch them when they lose. And it's like... The thing that got my goat was someone sent me the video of them after the FA Cup final when they beat us. They're laughing that Christian Pulisic got injured and they're saying, oh, let him die. Let him break his leg. He's no good. We'll never have him at our squad. We're better and all this shit. We take the piss out of people, Warren. I would never um, Never wish any mm-hmm. ill will to anybody. You know, that's not my style. That's not what the Blue Day podcast is about. We <laughs> will take the piss out of people, but we'll never yeah. go down that strength. And they can give it, but they can't receive it. And for me, and I know, you know, I, I, I don't want to talk too much about them, but for me, they're just a pile of wankers, if I'm being perfectly honest. You know, Warren, you mentioned it as well to me earlier, that they go and beat Man United last week. Yeah. And all they're talking about is, oh, that doesn't matter now because we've lost today. That doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, it, it's just a lack of intelligence with with that cluster of people, Warren. I mean, I know you you might have a comment for me, but j- Jesus Christ, uh, these these are the kind of people for me that are bringing certain clubs down.
0: And <laughs> I think, well, my comment my comment well, on it is that I don't I I, I don't want to talk about individual people um, I, don't, I don't want to talk about individual people like I said I found it quite funny because they, they kind of reviewed it as you would imagine a Tottenham fan would review it just completely taking the piss and dissecting the whole game um, I wasn't aware of the interview where they wished injury on Pudisic and if they wished that he broke his leg obviously that's just like ridiculous And but no I wouldn't necessarily talk about them personally necessarily they can do whatever they want and you know their audience will be um, listen, you get the type of audience for the the type of show that you put on uh, that the Blue Day listeners. In fact, I know the Blue Day listeners are a lot more intelligent than that, um, and they would never, you know, I mean, they're much more on our wavelength from what we're trying to do. But yeah, they can do they can do whatever they want. Like I said, I viewed it because it was funny because it was like two Ars- it was like two Tottenham fans reviewing an Arsenal game just, just as they sort of like it was like they was taking a piss just constantly. And yeah, they did completely blow over the fact that they went to Man United and got a result. They was like, oh, that doesn't matter now, that doesn't matter now. And it's like, well, no, the three points are still on the ball. You still went there and won. And, yeah, they had an awful performance against Villa. But, yeah, no, I wouldn't necessarily, like, I don't even know what their names are. It's the only thing that I've ever really seen of them. But, yeah, it was a bit.
1: Well, that Robbie, uh, who I believe created Arsenal Fans TV, he's a smart guy because he obviously saw a loophole in Podcast, podcasting and radio radio and audio transmission yeah. so he's obviously got a loophole and he's made money out of it so good luck to him on that mm-hmm. but the Herberts he's got with him i'm sorry he's an intelligent well, guy uh, he's got money he can find he can find other well, intelligent people like,
0: but i mean i suppose it, i suppose it's specific to what works i suppose that um um, this guy Robbie and again I don't know anything about Robbie I don't know anything about Arsenal fans TV so I can't speak of any experience on it but, I, but like you say he he found a gap in the market and he and he filled it but I mean I suppose you're saying that he could get different people on absolutely I suppose he could he could get people on there that sort of try and review the games a little bit differently and try to analyse it a little bit more professionally rather than just saying yeah well he's a load of fucking shit yeah. rather than saying yeah. that we try and like you know analyze but then why would he sort of change what works if that's the audience that he's appealing to like I say I'm glad that he's appealing to that audience because then it leaves us with the audience that we want and we can you know we can feel the hole in our market you know he's filled a market a holding a market sort of almost somewhere else even though it's the same principle and it's about the same thing we're just hopefully approaching it in a hopefully just a better way in a, a way that our listeners prefer rather than yeah we do take the piss and we have a rant and we have bit of banter but yeah anyway like i I don't watch it i don't ever watch any of it there are certain things from other clubs that i watch because i'm interested in their results and stuff or certain players fuck arsenal fans yeah fuck arsenal
1: fuck arsenal tv you know if you've got like i said if if we we don't intend to plug them. If they get another ten thousand listeners because of us, fine. Fuck them.
0: But well, if we've got ten thousand listeners to give away, then happy days. Like, I mean, well, I don't mind got... sharing. We can have ten. We can all have ten thousand each. Happy days. We've got people from
1: America listening. Listening in. We've got people from Australia listening into our show now. We've got people in Italy now that are, are now listening to us. So. Yeah, if you want to listen to intelligent banter about football, stay on the Blue Day
0: podcast. Um, stay, going on, to just stay on for just another four days. Just another four days. I'll let you start days. The score. Just, just another four days as of recording today. Um, obviously, we do have the, the great Ron Chopper Harris on this Friday. We're extremely excited about it. It's going to be on all our usual. All the, links and everything it will be on all our usual social media so check out the facebook and the instagram it will be on itunes and youtube and everything it'll be in the playlist for the podcasts um this coming friday with me and keitha well i i'm still excited and i just can't wait i do you know what i can't wait for everyone to have listened to it so that i can then talk to you guys having not, not with no spoiler alerts because you would have heard it so it's like i'm excited for that again so yeah yeah that's coming out this friday november the 13th so um give us all your feedback on it let us know um you know email us blue day podcast at com. we really really look forward to reading those um i know that me and keith check our social media and email and everything good couple of times a day don't we keith to, to make sure that we're on top of everything and so yeah get in touch um how are you feeling, Keith?
1: I'm excited Yeah. that for a podcast of our small little stature at the moment, but we are growing, to have yes. Ron Harris as a first guest, a first ex-player guest, Yes. just fantastic. It was something that I wasn't expecting to happen straight off the bat when I first thought about the idea of this podcast. No way did I think we would get Ron Harris as a first ex-player guest, but we have. And we've only been going since September. Yes. So really, really grateful for Ron Harris to give us well, his time with that. Our,
0: de- our, our development is on par with the Chelsea football team. The better they get, the better we get.
1: Hopefully, my fellow Chelsea supporters, you get to join us on Friday when the episode will be up for the Ron Harris interview with the Blue Day podcast. That will be up on iTunes, YouTube, looking to get it on Facebook as well. So keep an eye out for that one. And yeah, it's going to be such a a pivotal day for me personally as a Chelsea fan since '97. For you, Warren, so this this will be something huge as as well. You know, so actually thinking about it, it's actually got me lost for words to be mm-hmm. honest because it's just my mind's trying. That's
0: why I tri- turned over to you. That's why I turned over to you. My- I was like, oh, what else do I see other than ah?
1: My mind's still sort of trying to sink it all in, really, but, I, I, but the one thing I, one thing I do want to actually touch on as well. I would, would like to thank, and if he is actually listening to this, then fair play to him. I would actually like to thank a former Chelsea player who has endorsed the Blue Day podcast, who's actually shared the Blue Day podcast on a social media account, and that is one Sam Dallabona. If you do not find him on instagram he is he is easy to find he's endorsed the blue day podcast there are many other instagram accounts that are linked with the blue day podcast that have liked and shared our posts and are and they are actually looking forward to our episode with believe, ron harris
0: it was uh, was it the uh, chelsea retro on instagram chelsea retro um, I know we, yes chelsea rewind I that's right. Yes, I know that Aaron McGrath has recently put it on his um, Instagram story and stuff to promote it to all his sort of friends on Instagram and everything. So thank you very much for that. Thank you very much, Chelsea Rewind, Chelsea Retro, Sam Bonner obviously. Um, they're all pretty easy to find on Instagram. So you know, head over there and check them out. Like you said, they've been endorsing our, our podcast a little bit, which has been very, um, very humbling, hasn't it, Keith? It's been very, it's been very nice to sort of see people. Appreciating the work we're doing and praising us to a certain extent, it was a very humbling experience to see people doing that. So thank you very much.
1: Well, our Instagram followers are going up, our YouTube views are going up. If you don't, if, true, if, you if, if you haven't found our YouTube account, please find it on YouTube. We are trying to upload as many con- as much content, excuse me, as much content as possible onto the YouTube channel. It is just a pain in the ass at the moment because of the lockdown. That me myself and Warren, who normally go to matches, London, Leicester, Ev- Liverpool, beyond, we would have done, you know, live videos of us outside the ground of Chelsea fans in pubs and things. You know, that was the idea that we had going. Unfortunately, because of the lockdown, that's had to be delayed. But hopefully, in the coming months, hope, it'll most likely be next year. But in the coming months, something will change. There are still a
0: there are still Hopefully. a few, there there are still a fair few on there of myself and Keith at games and there's some um, there's some actual goal reactions I've got some good ones on there at, um, Tottenham in their first game in their new toilet last season um, I know you've got some really good Champions, I know you've got some really good Champions League and FA Cup ones on there um, so yeah get over there and check it out Do you know what it's one of them things that you know Going to the games And you're missing the war or the crowd And stuff And you just want to Want to watch all things Chelsea So just You know Head over there And just Click play And let them run through And you know Leave us a like And a comment If you uh, You know Positive or negative Funny or not You know all For all feedback Is more than welcome We appreciate All the feedback So yeah Get around it You know It shows How much support We have for the channel And it's Like I said It's very, com- very humbling And very motivating For myself and Keith To see our views on YouTube and iTunes going so high and stuff. So thank you very much for that.
1: Well, Warren, I've just received, well, we've actually got breaking news. I've just received a confirmation email. We've got Ron Chopper-Harris on the show. I'm not going to say too much, but I can announce that we have a second guest that is now confirmed for the Blue Day podcast. Ex-player guest An ex-player player guest it gro- yes. It's signed, sealed And it will be delivered Do I not know this?
0: Because I'm a bit confused here What's going on?
1: Oh, you know it alright Are you sure? Yes oh, okay. He is a Premier League title winner With our club And that is the only clue I will give to our listeners At this moment in time More will be announced In the coming weeks But I'm excited <laughs> over this And I'm hoping, and I'm actually not, I'm not hoping because I know, I know that there are many, many fans that will be excited for this one. So that will, will come out in the next coming weeks. But Warren, at the moment, Chelsea are going well. The podcast is going well. We still want more people to subscribe on iTunes and Facebook and Instagram. But the fact that we've only been going for two months, it's pretty fucking decent. Well, of course, yeah, we're
0: brilliant. (laughs) like our our club the thing is it's hard to make the thing is right content is all about subject matter right and and chelsea are the best so to be honest with you if we did anything other than the the best then it would mean that we was really 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 shit because our content is brilliant to start with because chelsea create our content so thank you chelsea i guess thank you Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Frank.
1: I will end it on this. If our club weren't Chelsea, we'd probably end up like Arsenal TV. Yeah. So, on that lovely note, so just to confirm, the Ron Harris episode will be up on Friday for all you listeners. So please find it on iTunes, Instagram, anywhere you can find it. It will be uploaded. So come and join us for that one. And we will be back next week. With a special episode, this is something that one of our listeners emailed us quite some time ago, and it was a question that we both thought about. But it's it, took to me, discuss... it took me a
0: while. It took me a good while to sit down and actually do it. When when you actually really because because mm. the process obviously I'll discuss the, we'll discuss the process and everything that we went through next week. But it's the process to, to to to
1: arrive at the final thing was like really really difficult. <laughs> well, next week there's no uh, Blue Day podcast on the weekend. But next week, one day next week, we will be uploading a new episode where we will be discussing our personal best eleven. For yes. Chelsea Football Club, we might even maybe bend the rules a little bit to suit ourselves, possibly. But we yeah. will go over that, and we I might. Even, that was the only
0: way around it because I couldn't. Decide that the only way that we could do it was to slightly expand. Uh, it was Aaron, wasn't it? Who obviously, I it think it was, yes, yeah, it was Aaron. Yeah, yeah, and he sent in his team and everything, which obviously we've got on record, and we are going to refer back to that and let the listeners know again um, next week. But um, it was we, we did have to open up. The question a little bit because it was Aaron done well to pick 11 because you could have picked a different 11 it was unbelievable you, know, you could have picked the different you could have picked a different 11 from the last 10 years it was unbelievable and with that as well we may even add a
1: couple of audio commentaries on there as well just sort of just sort of pass the time away a little bit just to sort of you know get the juices going for the resumption yeah because
0: we're all, all going to be we're all gonna be missing. In the football It's down again as well So we're at home a lot more We're all going to miss The regularity of club football Over the next week and a half or so So yeah It'd be nice to have some throwbacks And some bring back some memories To some people And that's what it's all about Isn't it?
1: Absolutely So Warren I hope you have a, a good evening I have been Keith Lawrence He has been Warren Enjoy the rest of your day And carefree
0: Network. $88 billion is just a number, but not when we use it for our community benefits plan. It can be used to help deliver the promise of an education. We'll empower young entrepreneurs through the creation of the Howard University and PNC National Center for Entrepreneurship. And uplift small businesses with access to the capital they need in order to grow. It's not just about dollars, it's about change. PNC.